happy Monday, Monday fun day. Hey guys, Linda Antwi here with 90 Day the Melanated Way. New season, new week, new, 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 new. It's all brand new. Uh, let's do some housekeeping first. And also I just want to talk a little bit of trash because it's been that type of day. Uh, so housekeeping first, um, I really appreciate you guys, everyone that supports this page, everyone that supports um, all my pages, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, all of that, I appreciate you guys. I do wanna shout out my Patreon subscribers because without you, these shorts could not happen. So welcome Vanessa and Chloe. Uh, shout out to Donna Lewis, who is supporting me on Anchor FM. So if you're listening to podcasts, think about supporting me there. Um, and then I'm going to go Chloe, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Jennifer, Megan, Rebecca, Marianne, Raydella, Linda, Lydia, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, and Julissa. A lot of, of, of them are my day ones and uh, higher tier supporters. And I just really appreciate you guys supporting this page. Um, you guys, you see the scrolling at the bottom. Uh, if you have, you know, some commitment issues, feel free to support 90 Day the Melanated Way. Cash App Venmo is right there at the bottom of your screen. You can see it. Uh, as well as if you're watching on YouTube, please consider um, doing a sticker or whatever to support the page because it really does help. Shout out to the live chat. Hey, Radella. Hey, girl. Hey, as a day winner. Appreciate you. Hey, Erica. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, so, yeah, guys, really try to think about supporting this page. It really helps uh, move this along and continue growth and all of that stuff as a content creator. Belly, where you been? I missed you. I'm excited for the new season as well. Um, before I get into the new season of Happily Ever After, I do want to talk a little bit about some breaking news. Uh, and just because, like, it's super outrageous to me, and I will get into some in-depth uh, during our weekly news and gossip. But if you haven't heard, baby girl Lisa got married to her long-term boyfriend, Tracy. And if you didn't know, she was with him before she got on her season of 90 Day Fiance. And the whole Usman thing and marrying Usman, Tracy was back home waiting for her. And so I find it interesting that last year, some pictures leaked of her shopping with her man, Tracy, and they vehemently denied that they were together. And then uh, he even did a video and it looked like he was like being held hostage doing this video. And I posted it last year. I got to find it because I really want to take a look at it again, but nothing going on. Turns out last Thursday, they got married. Just got back from the Pocono, she said. And so she's married her long-term boyfriend, which I just find super fascinating with this whole Usman, Soldier Boy, divorce, baby girl Lisa, not this, not that, Yahoo Boy, the whole nine yards. I just find it interesting. The timing is interesting. She did go live with another blogger uh, today and just talk, talked about breaking the story herself. Um, and a lot of people, the, the word on the street, you guys, is that she is doing this because she perhaps is going to be on an upcoming season of the 90 Day franchise. And, you know, I'm a believer. And, 
you know, you're supposed to forgive and move on. But like, I, I still can't forgive her. I need her to go on national TV on her page or whatever and discuss the fact that she has used some derogatory terms toward minorities on a regular and I'm not okay with it. And I don't, some people are like super happy that she's coming back and love, people love how crass and direct she is and all of this. I need you in 2021 where in America specifically, there's a racial reckoning to come on and say, hey, listen, what I said was not okay. And I apologize for it. I've learned from my mistakes. And these are the things that I'm doing to better myself. I, I, I need something like that because I don't want to just see you on my TV talking crazy and cussing every five seconds just because you can. Like, I'm just not into it. So that was one thing. The other thing is, okay, this new season, you guys, and I, I think that's going to probably be part of my first question to you all is, what are your thoughts on the new season of Happily Ever After? What are your thoughts on your new, the new season of Happily Ever After? Because I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts and yet not enough thoughts. Um, but I do want to talk about Natalie and Mike specifically right now, because I feel like they might just be doxing us, you guys. Like, I, I, I've had a lot of theories about them. If you watch my news and gossip on Patreon, you guys know that there's some inside scoop that I've given you guys over the last few months. But I'm starting to believe that Natalie and Mike are probably the best actors we've seen on 90 Day Fiance. I'm starting to believe that they're actually happily together and they're bringing the drama for the cameras. Like I, I, I kind of feel like the drama is not real. That's, that's how I'm feeling. And we'll talk about it with this episode, but I'm just really surprised. And if you guys don't know, and if you don't follow her on her social medias and stuff, Natalie's kind of on a U.S. world tour. She was in Florida and New Orleans and all of this stuff. And if you saw my Instagram page, I did do a poll because there was a photo of her or a video of her and I zoomed in and I know it was Mike taking the video. And most of you guys said you didn't see it, but I saw it and I went with my gut and I just think that they're together. And I think that they're happy and they're together and all the drama is just for the cameras. That's what I'm thinking right now. Um, I'm going to go into the live chat a little bit and see what you all are talking about. Uh, Rodella says, that's a hard no. I could go the rest of my life and not hear or see BGL again. Yep. And Maria said, I thought she got fired for being racist. Vanessa says, I agree. I thought this whole, I'm not sure, think, just keep them on the show. Yeah. Natalie and Mike, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what's going on with them, you guys. But I, I'm starting to believe that they're actually happily together. And the drama is being intensified by the unknown. Uh, I do think that they have, they've had some major issues, but I think they've worked through their issues, and I think that they're milking it for the cameras. That's how I'm feeling today. Uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> so we start off with Angela. Angela is back. 
and she is back in full effect. So we see Angela. She jumps on the scale. She's 273 pounds, which, you know, okay, Angela. And she really wants to, to get this weight off. And she makes a joke, but that maybe it's a baby in there. And then she does a poop, I guess. She does a poop. And she gets back on the scale to see if she lost any weight after she pooped, which I thought was, like, so ridiculous. But whatever. And then um, she talks about her history. And as you guys know, Angela in Georgia, 54, almost 55. She's raising six grandkids. And she's living with her daughter, Skyla. And if you guys don't know her history, she has another daughter. Her another daughter, you know, has some serious charges well not charges she's been convicted she has some serious convictions against her so she can't be at the house and so i guess my question is and i don't know if any of you guys know the answer to this but angela is helping raise six grandkids i want to know how many baby daddies that is and i want to know where the baby daddies are why are they not involved and like why is grandma taking care of the kids i know a couple of the kids are skyla's and a couple of the kids are her other daughter who is a convicted felon. So the convicted felon I get because she can't be at the house for because of her charges. Um, so everything falls on Angela. And I, I remember that Angela is like in home health care, right? But like, I just like, where are the dads? What's happening here? I need I need more information. Like I want to let's do that backstory. Let's have that before the ninety days. Like before the ninety days, there are these six babies. I got two kids. I've been on like Maury Povich and all the other talk shows prior because you know she's she's not new to TV. Um, and I have these six grandbabies, and this is the history. I want to know that history. And so, anyways, she says that after she became a Mima grandma, she hung up her vagina because she was a grandma. But then she went on social media. She had met Michael. We already know Michael's in his 30s. He's 32, about to be 33. And uh, she gave love another chance. Great. We know this. We know this part of the history. We know Angela and Michael's history. Uh, I thought it was interesting that when she was doing her weight loss, or not weight loss, when she was weighing herself, uh, she had a patch on her arm. Did you guys notice that? That she had a patch on her arm because, hey, Crystal, hey, girl, hey. Miss Elite, hey, girl, hey. Can you imagine the stimulus package Angela has if she claimed the grandbabies as dependents on her taxes? I don't know, so tell me more about it. Tell me more about this American stimulus package and what she would get. Um, so we know that Michael's visas was, so the patch, so clearly she's trying to quit smoking, which we'll get into later. Um, but I did notice the patch on her arm. Did you guys notice that patch on her arm with all that she's going through? Right. So we know that Michael's visa got denied. They've been married according to this first episode for seven months. And Angela really wants to better herself. She wants to lose weight. She wants to be around for her grandkids. She wants to be around for Michael if he ever gets here. And she said that she's been depressed. She's been raising her grandkids. And she's just getting fatter and fatter. And she has put on 30 pounds. 
but she blames Michael because she says, you know, if Michael wasn't there, then if Michael was there, then they would be getting jiggy jiggy and she would not be eating as much as she has been eating. And so she's going to do this weight loss surgery. Now, you guys, I think this is what, well, actually, not even I think, this is what I know. Angela's getting this weight loss surgery because it's like Mama June, right? So she hooked up with a celebrity um, manager and marketer. And that same celebrity manager marketer is the one that manages Mama June. And we all know that Mama June went through that whole same weight loss transformation, same like I'm from the South and I'm crass and I'm all these things and now I look beautiful. So it's the same thing because if you know something is a success, you're just going to repeat it and, and make it like a franchise, right? So they're doing the same thing with Angela and I talked about it in our news and gossip last year that she's going to have her own like weight loss special. We're going to see her transformation, all of that stuff. And I know that a lot of you guys have already seen her photos and, and the before and afters and all of that. So um, she's getting this weight loss surgery, but we also know that she's not paying for it out of pocket. We already know that she's getting sponsored by whatever, even, I don't even know if it's TLC, whatever network she's getting sponsored. And that's why it's all part of the show, right? Like, cause it's promotion, it's free promotion for, the surgeon and the company that is doing her weight loss surgery. So let's get that straight. So Michael doesn't want her to get the weight loss surgery. And he said it over and over again. He feels like she's focusing on the wrong things. Okay, Michael. And okay, Angela. And I'm going to get to Michael separately. Like I did his a little bit separate because I want to talk about what him and his auntie think are important. So I'm just going to talk about Angela right now. So then we see her at the park. She's exercising, she's running, and she's telling us how she's not comfortable in her weight. And she's tried dieting, she's tried fat burning pills, and nothing has seemed to work. So she's going to go to California to get this gastric sleeve surgery, which shrinks your stomach. So you could, when you eat, you feel fuller faster and therefore you lose weight. But in the meantime, she's supposed to be on a liquid diet up until her surgery and then a, a month after her surgery. So it's only supposed to be liquids. But like she said, she's a rule breaker. So, you know, she's, she's not abiding to the rules. She's eating when she's hungry and she's still smoking. Okay. Grandkids were adorable, you guys. Her grandkids, her six grandbabies, adorable. So Angela's making jokes. She's like running. She falls out. She's like, make room for me, all of this stuff. And the grandkids, because, you know, kids have no filter. They say that, you know, Mima eats a lot. All the cakes, all the cupcakes, all the candy canes, all the ice cream, all the time she overeats. And that's why she's overweight. And I thought about it, you guys. And, and, I wasn't going to talk about it because I know it's a, a touchy subject, but I do want to talk about, I want to touch on it a little bit. I want to touch on just like, okay, I want to say this. We should all just be comfortable in our own skin. And I think that there are unrealistic expectations of what beauty and the standard of beauty is. And every body, every body's body 
is built differently. And I think that the importance should be on health and what's healthy. And, and I think that as we move forward in life and we get older and wiser, we have to know about like, what are the things that our bodies need and don't need? And what are the things that are healthy for us and maybe not healthy for the other person, right? Because everyone's different. However, I think my issue with the 90-day franchise is the fact that it seems like the quick fix is always the answer, right? And if you follow this show and you and you know me and 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 my followers and my little family here, we are all we all support if you whatever you want to do to feel beautiful, do it to feel beautiful. If that means surgery or Botox or enhancements or whatever, if that is going to make you feel beautiful, then go ahead and do it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. A nip and a tuck here and there, do it, right? If that's going to make you feel confident and beautiful, then do it. However, I also think too that we have to talk about health, health and fitness and and what that, that looks like because there are so many 90 dayers that are like, oh yeah, I got, you know, I got the bypass surgery or I got liposuction or I got um, my nose done or my boobs done or whatever. Like the quick fix seems to always be the answer. And so I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I think it should be a balance. I think that you should take care of your body. And if you're not happy with, with your results, feel free to like do the nip and the tuck and whatever. But I also think that it has to be a balance. It can't just be like, oh, I hate myself. I'm going to just go and do this and do this. Like, Because if you don't get it to the root, then even if you go and get the surgery, if you don't change your lifestyle, then it's only a, a short-term fix. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So I'm going to jump into the live chat, see what you guys are talking about. Uh, Myra says he's a surgeon that worked on the Gorilla Glue Girl. Yes, he is. He's also Guinean, which is where my family is from. Um, and uh, he's a Beverly Hills surgeon. So, holla! Uh, Maria says she absolutely disrespected that surgeon. It was gross. We haven't seen that part in this first the part one, but I did see like moving forward, the clips and all of that, I did see that she was flirting with him a lot. So I thought that, that was interesting. Oh, Christine said, I never thought of that. Christine said the patch could have been insulin too. Hmm. Erica says, weight loss surgery isn't always a quick fix, but you have to make sure you use it as a tool for long-term success. Yes, I agree with you 100%, Erica. I agree with you 100%. I think we're saying the same thing. I think that if you make a lifestyle change, there's nothing wrong with the surgery, right? It can be enhancing. I think what I'm saying is that if it's the quick, if you think it's the quick fix, like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to work out or like Angela said, I don't like drinking water, all of this stuff. And it's going to be a quick fix. And then you don't change your lifestyle after that. That's when I think it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. So anyways, enough about that. 
Um, Angela wants to be the sexy bitch. That's what she wants. She wants to look younger. She wants to be healthier. She says that she's doing this because she wants to be here for not only her grandkids, who she's the primary caregiver, but also for Michael. Now, Michael calls. He's not for the surgery. Um, he's feeling a little bit insecure. He thinks that she wants to look young um, and get the weight off because she wants. she's tired of waiting for him. And she thinks that if she looks younger and sexier, that she's going to have more men attracted to her and she's going to leave him in the dust. That's, that's how he's feeling. He's feeling insecure. And he also thinks that um, she's just wanting quick results and he's not there. So he's worried that, you know, she's going to leave him in the dust and, and I, okay, Michael, like, okay, I, I get it because the distance will cause you to have some insecurities, right? Especially if you haven't seen your, your spouse for seven months. I, I get that. But at the same time, I'm like, these are the same issues that you guys have had for like the past five years. Like we've seen you guys go through the same things and they're not resolved. And you guys decided to get married anyway. So like we need, we collectively, the fans and you guys need to get past this issue. Okay. We just need to get past it. Y'all have not lived together ever. So, and you've, you've hung out and hung through this, this far that, you know what? I, I don't think that you're going anywhere. And I don't think that he's go, he's going anywhere. Or she's going anywhere. Like, I think that you guys should realize like, Hey, you guys are in it for the long haul. It's been this long so far. Why all of a sudden are we having these same insecurities from day one when it's been like five years, I've been watching you guys for like, all the spin-offs, all the years, all the time. And you guys still seem to make it work. So I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm just kind of like, there has to be more. There has to be more to the storyline because we've we've heard all of this stuff for many, many years and it's the same issues. And then you think they've gotten past it and they haven't. It's bizarre. It's bizarre to me. So <clears throat> um Angela is getting ready for her trip to LA. She's talking to Michael. He's not for it. Skyla's kind of not for it. She's worried because her mom is older and this is like a major surgery. And, you know, she hasn't really been following the rules, Eli. She hasn't. So she gets in, she gets into LA, first time to LA. She had never been to LA. And she is loving it. But as soon as she gets off the plane, what does she do? You guys, she starts smoking. Um, and she's like, she's been smoking for 40 years. And so it, it's it's like her crutch, right? She talked about being in the pandemic and it really helping her relax and all of these things. But she's not supposed to be smoking because she's supposed to be having the surgery. And then um, her, I don't know who it was. Like, I guess the nurse that was in contact with her for the past three weeks calls and says that she has to have a pregnancy test, HIV test, a liver test, some CDC test. I don't know what that is. And asked her if she stopped smoking and Angela said, yeah. And then she asked if she is on this liquid diet and hasn't eaten. And Angela's like, Oh, I was feeling faint. And so this morning I had a little bit of eggs, a little bit of grits, some sausage. Oh, but she didn't mention she also smoked. And I'm like, 
you're having a major surgery and they're telling you what the rules are and you're telling us that you're a rule breaker but yet you're going to put your health and obviously it worked you guys because she had the surgery she's fine and all this stuff but it just seemed to me like i don't know are the eggs and grits worth risking your life I don't know. Yes, Myra, and and no mask in the Uber. Hello, in California, who had the whole pandemic the worst. You know, it's a whole thing, and I'm not going to get into the whole mask thing with you guys, but, like, I know that when the ride shares in California, they wouldn't let you in unless you had a mask on. So, like, I don't This is a lot going on with them, you guys. So much. So much. All right, Natalie and Mike. Again, you already know how I feel about this. I think that they're completely doxing us. I think that they're actually super duper together and we're getting caught in the nonsense. That's what I think. Um, oh, I had a question about Angela. Here's my question, you guys, before I move on to Natalie and Mike. Do you think Angela actually quit smoking? Like, present day to this day do you think angela quit smoking pre-surgery post-surgery do you think she quit smoking let me know in the comments below let me know in the live chat and i'll pop some of your answers up on the screen once i see them do you think angela quit smoking Um, I'm jumping into the live chat. Hey, Stevie. Hey. Belly says she is definitely still smoking. And Stevie says, I don't think she did. And Marie and Judy both said no. Erica said, hell to the naw. Hell to the naw. And Myra, Myra's playing the benefit of the doubt. Myra says, maybe for a time she quit. And Crystal says, I don't think she quit. She might have reduced, but doubt it. And Vanessa says, no, I really doubt it. It's hard and you have to really want to. Okay, so Natalie and Mike. So one of the things I thought was interesting, you guys, and I, I want to know what you guys think as well, but like, if you watch 90 Day Fiance, by now, 2021, you've watched it for some time. Whether you're like a year in, two years in, or you started from the beginning like me. So the recap part of like how they met, yeah, it's cool. Because it reminds you some maybe some stuff that you've forgotten. But I don't think we need the full on like, hey, we met here. Hey, we did this. Hey, we did that. Hey, Like I was like, we know all this stuff. Like fast forward to like even last season, like recap last season and keep it pushing. I don't need all the extra extra, but I guess if you're brand new to the franchise, it makes sense. Like you're putting the story in perspective if you're like just jumping off. But most people that I know that watch 90 days are not brand new. They've been watching. Um, so Mike says they met on a distant planet, which is completely in line with his whole alien beliefs. And I have to be in agreement because that's how I feel right now. I feel like Mike and Natalie are putting me on a distant planet. I do. I feel like they're putting me on a distant planet because I don't know what to believe about them, you guys. Okay, let's just talk about this. Can we be serious right now? 
their first season. Okay, they met and they were they met through friends. And here, even on this season, they talked about how they're, they're both the godparents of their best friends. Yet their best friends, I think we saw them that first season maybe once, but we haven't seen the friends ever since. And so I'm so confused why Natalie is like stuck in Seattle with this supposed best friend and we never see the best friend. And then Mike has his other best friend. I don't even remember what her name is, but from the, from the tell-all that she was kind of like there, but not there, but that's not the best friend that introduced them. It was a different best friend. So I'm like confused by, by that whole thing. But, and, and this is why I feel like I'm on a distant planet also, because they had a really tumultuous first season, right? And even that first tell-all they did, they were fighting and they've been fighting, right? It broke on social media that they separated. She was in Florida. He was in Seattle. And then Uncle Bo did an In Touch Weekly exclusive saying, yeah, they're separated. She's living in Seattle. He's in Sequim or wherever he is. And then we see that she is traveling. It looks like she's traveling by herself. But then last week, it looked like Mike is probably traveling with her. And then we see them on this episode. And they were like all lovey-dovey. And I was like, Okay, so if you guys got actually got married, like they said, in April, and they've been married for six months, they said, so they started filming this in August, like, did you all make up in the four months? Like, what's happening right now? What's happening right now? Because it's confusing. It's confusing, and I and I get that there are ups and downs in relationships, but I just need to know where do you guys stand because it is not clear to me. It's not clear to me like five seconds you're lovey dovey, and ten seconds later you kind of hate each other and you're you're like giving the low key jabs to each other. So it's like I don't understand what exactly it is that's going on with these two. So um they say they met through their besties their godparents and it was such a beautiful relationship and when they met she waved like this to him and he called her miss america and she was like so flattered because you know natalie does want to be an actress and a journalist and um a video vixen all of those things right and she's always wanted to come to america to pursue her dreams to be in entertainment so being called miss america was really flattering to her um, then I had forgotten that he proposed in Paris to her. So he proposed in Paris after three weeks of being in person. Then they had the trip to Kiev that we all saw didn't go well. And she threw the ring in his, his suitcase. And she said that she didn't love him. Fast forward to last season where he held the ring over her head all season. And she had the panic attack. He called out the wedding. They talked about um, the K-1 visa process and how it got approved and he really actually wanted it to be denied. Now, he didn't say, I wanted it to be denied, but he did say no comment. Um, so then she comes, they have a tough 90 days, but he doesn't want to talk about canceling the wedding because it's for him and him alone. Um. You're on an international TV show, so no, it's not about you and you alone. We all saw what you did, and we saw that at the tell-all was, was a no-tell-all. It was like no one's talking about anything. Y'all wasted three hours of my day. 
I think that we could ask the questions. And I always say this every, I don't know what, what's going on, you guys. I always say this every season. I say this every season at the tell-all. I get super excited because they tease me with like one good question. And then the rest of the tell-all is like nonsense. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The only tell-all that I thought was like the deal, the real business that was a real tell-all was the one that leaked that was 10 hours long that was the best. It was the best because you know what? All of them were comfortable. They were all talking mad crazy. It was the season where uh, Soldier Boy and TLC, Soldier Boy and TLC, Soldier Boy and Baby Girl Lisa were on that season. And that's when we saw her drop all the end bombs and all of that stuff. And it was disgusting. And you got to see the real her. That tell all, the 10 all, 10 all. <laughs> The 10-hour tell-all was the best. And they can't replicate that. Because I feel like the stuff that they edited is the stuff that we want to know. I feel like the questions that don't get answered or don't get asked are the questions that we actually, as fans, want to know. Crystal says, that tell-all was epic. It was epic. It was epic. And you know what? I watched all 10 hours of it because it was that good. Because you really actually got to see the real deal. So anyways, um, Natalie talks about how she felt embarrassed about the cancellation of the wedding. She felt left behind. She felt she was not good enough. But you know what? Guess what? You still married him. Okay? You begged him. And you guys, you know, I talked about this last season, which is funny that I'm saying last season because that was literally just last week. But I talked about this. I don't understand how anyone can beg anyone to marry you. Like, I just don't understand it. But I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say it. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand how if this person is telling you who they are and telling you they're not ready and telling you that they don't love you and they don't want to marry you, how you still then say, do you want to marry me? 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 And then you guys get married. And then you wonder why you have issues. Okay. So uh been married for six months. They're taking a trip to Seattle. And of course, it can't be like, hey, we're happy and everything's hunky-dory and we're going to celebrate six months of marriage. No. But again, I want you to keep it in the back of your mind if you guys think that they're doxing us because she's upset that he's not wearing a ring. And she says, what kind of man does that, right? But she bought her own wedding band for $3 because... Mike wasn't thinking about that during their 90 days, getting rings and all of that stuff. But she wants him, she wants to buy him the same $3 ring just because she, it will make her feel more secure and it will make her feel like he's taking their marriage seriously. Okay, wait, what? What? Okay. So she buys her own band. He is already making excuses. He's saying that he can't wear uh, a ring because of work and safety. The ring doesn't mean anything to him because really it's about the relationship and, and they need to work on the relationship and the issues, which you guys has been lip service all season last season. I need to work on our relationship. We need to work on our relationship. We need to work on our relationship. We're going to go to a therapist and we need to work. Okay, but like lip service. Y'all keep saying that you need to work on your relationship. Why don't you just go ahead and work on your relationship? I'm tired of hearing about it. Just do something about it. 
Okay. And then when he said, you guys, that they still had to work up the issues from their 90 days, I was like, why bother? Why bother? Because you, you made it. You, you clearly decided to get married. So why are you revisiting the issues of the 90 days? Maybe reissue, reissue, revisit the issues of your relationship. Do that part. Because I can look at you and tell you that, A, you two do not communicate. The two of you give like low-key jabs at each other. One of you seems like you just don't even want to be married. The other one seems like they want to be married for the wrong reasons. And then one of you thinks that you're better than, and the other one seems uninterested. Like I can give you a list of your issues and you can try to work them out, but you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to do the work. If we keep talking about doing the work and actually not doing the work, then guess what? Here we are talking about we need to work on our relationship. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So um, he says it's not about a ring. It's about the love and the commitment that they have. And she's like, well, you know, baby, will you do it? No, she calls him love. Love, will you do it for me? Love, will you just wear a ring for me? Love. And he shrugs his shoulder. <laughs> Y'all, I could not be with any partner that took our relationship so indifferently. Like, I, I just could not. If you're shrugging your shoulders, like, hey, whatever, whatever, that's how I'm going to feel about the relationship. But again, in the back of your mind, I want you to think, are they doxing us? Because it just seems too, this whole relationship seems too ridiculous. And I personally think, like, I don't know if I can go out another whole season with the same issue that you guys had all last season. We had, like, 18 episodes of you guys doing the same thing. And you still haven't resolved your issue. You went to therapy for five seconds. And now we're still talking about the same thing. I don't know if I really want to be married. We have the issues that we have. We have to deal with our issues. We have to deal with, well, friggin' deal with your issues then. Deal with them. Show me that you guys are doing something, going to therapy, doing something about it, rather than just telling us that you have to deal with your issues. I'm sick of hearing about that. Just, like, do something about it. Or, or just go away. Separate. Live your best life. Get a little jiggy jiggy and keep pushing because I'm not going to sit here for another full season for you guys to continue to tell us that you need to work on your relationship. We're clear. You've told us that a bazillion times. Either work on it or don't work on it. But the things that you guys are talking about are, yeah, they are stupid and irrelevant. But let's just put a Band-Aid on it. And we're going to go to this stone shop, the space dust. No, what is it called? Uh, stargazers. We're going to go to the store and no disrespect to stargazers. I'm not talking crazy, but they go to the store and they want love. Like what's their mission? Are you there for a mission or an adventure? They want good energy. They want love energy and devotion energy she talks about being a Christian Orthodox and he talks about believing in aliens and she still believes in energy. And he believes that we were all made from space dust. And I, okay. 
can we just talk about the alien thing? And I'm going to try to be 100% open-minded. So live chat, comments later in the replay. I need to know your thoughts on this whole alien theory. And don't come for me. I'm just asking a real question because obviously it's not something that I believe. But for those of you that believe in this whole alien theory and that we're made from space dust, can you explain to me how that works? Is it like the Big Bang Theory? So there was a Big Bang, a bunch of space dust, and then humans were formed. Like, I, I, I've never heard this theory, and I'm just curious. And did the aliens still come down in spaceships? Is that a thing? And, like, if they come down, like, how did they get here? And, like, why only Earth? And, and why humans? and humans and animals and water and all of that stuff like how did that happen and like if we're from aliens then where are those aliens right now are they on a different planet and do they live on that planet and how come we can't get to that planet and like is the space dust like what does that dust look like i'm, I'm just curious and then it just forms people I'm, I'm, I'm curious, and I'm asking a real question because I'm trying to, like, logically think it out. But he, he says we're all from space dust. And, like, what part of space? And, and you know, Elon Musk is, is working on getting us to the moon. So, <laughs> Erica... <laughs> Are we like I just need someone to explain to me what's the A to Z? Like how give me a straight line. Give me a straight line. Like, how does that whole work? Because I know of angel dust, I know of unicorn sparkles. I just have not heard the space dust has created human beings before. So please share with me if if you're an what do you what do they call it? Alienist? Alien theorist? whatever if you believe in aliens and you believe that we come from aliens please do let me know in the live chat let me know in the comments below how that whole thing works because i'm just confused um so anyways the sales rep this is my other issue <laughs> judy says you're killing me judy i'm asking the questions you watch my show you know i need to i need answers if it doesn't make sense if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And this does not make any dollars and it doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm open to learning. I'm open to learning. Oh, Lucilia says they come to procreate with males because their males can't anymore. LOL, at least that's what my brother said. Wait, what? Oh, Lucilia, you're going to have to give me some more information because that that is not helping me at all. Like not one minute and not one bit. Okay, no, I have to move on. I have to move on. I want to dissect that, that comment, but I, I have to move on. Okay, so then you guys... Bijan, you know the sale. Okay, so here's the other thing I, I want to say. Why in all of 90 Day History are the, are the sales representatives, the hotel staff, any, any of the supporting characters, why did they get five seconds 
of airtime, but they're like the inside person to the relationships. I'm so confused by that, that we get their opinion on the relationships because like you're meeting them for five minutes. I'm so confused by it. So Bijan, and I'm calling her by name, the sales rep, because she literally said that she saw a lot, a lot of love between them and that she could just feel the love and the energy. And my question was, has she watched 90 Day Fiance? Has she watched how, has she endured all of the episodes that we've endured? Because I don't think that we would all say that we see love oozing out of them, that we see love energy just sur- like I just don't think that any of us would say that I, don't, I just don't, and so I'm curious Bijan have you watched the show have you heard of 90 day fiance or are you like just super brand new and like just love and energy was just surrounding them that day because even watching them I didn't feel that same love and energy I felt them looking at like incense and even like little digs to each other so Bijan if you're watching this could you let me know, like, have you seen the show before? And do you still stick by the fact that you felt that you felt love energy from them? Because, I mean, I think was the point that I was done last night, the foolery. <laughs> ah, Belly says, oh, my God, the furniture store lady from last season, I miss her. And Raydella says, I think that was the point I was done last night, the foolery. Yeah, I'm just super confused by that. Um, And I'm confused that, like, hey, have y'all not seen the show? Like, I don't know. Anywho, she wants to get the same ring. I know they called it something. I didn't write it down, but it was the $3 ring. She wants matching ring. And the ring is supposed to, like, center them and, like, give them energies and loves. And she gets down on the knee and asks him to marry her again and puts the ring on his finger. And it's supposed to be all lovey dovey. I just didn't really feel that energy. I just felt like it was just like kind of ridiculous to be honest, but I'm I'm sure it was meant to be super romantic. I just personally didn't have the romantic vibe. I didn't get that vibe. And so Mike also springs on her that they're going to go visit his mom in Oklahoma for Thanksgiving And she feels a little wary, she meaning Natalie, because, you know, his mom didn't want them to get married. And as we know from the tell-all, she actually tried to get Tamara to stand up and object to the wedding. So there's that part. Um, So I I could see Natalie feeling a little concerned going to Oklahoma, knowing that your mother-in-law hates you. Like, I could see that being a problem and an issue. Um, So we'll see how that hands out because that is going to be some foolery if you guys have seen any of the previews for the the next episode it's going to be a hot mess it's going to be a hot mess um which brings me to my question i think i kind of gave you my thoughts on it but i do want to know what you guys think uh are natalie and mike doxing us are they actually a happily married couple are they doxing us and are they a happily married couple let me know in the comments below and definitely let me know in the live chat uh, before I move on to Andre and Elizabeth. Stevie says that Mike's mom is just scary. And Crystal says, Natalie says things, and I'm convinced she thinks if she says it, that makes it so. Facts. Judy says, hell no. 
Christine says, I wonder if Mike was dying on the inside too. Do we have to talk about that? All right, you guys, uh, we're going to move on to Andre and Elizabeth. And what I think is interesting about Andre and Elizabeth is that this couple, actually this whole family, I think, is very polarizing. People either love them or they hate them or they hate, they love to hate them. Those three things. They love them, they hate them, or they love to hate them. And I'm indifferent. I will say I'm indifferent. But I will say this. Why is Andre so cocky? Why Why is he so cocky? What What makes him have the audacity to be so friggin' cocky? Because that's all I, I just get like super cocky vibes from him. And I'm trying to figure out at first I was like, maybe it's a cultural thing. And maybe it's just like, you know, I'm the man, but no, he's just like a cocky MF. Like he's just super, super cocky. And I'm trying to figure out like what makes him so. So anyways, um, they've been married for three years and we see them in the opening scene. Elizabeth is taking pictures of him in front of a house. And I thought the super the line for me of the night was smile like you're successful. Smile like you're successful. Because if that is not the fact, if that is not straight truths about Andre, I don't know what is. Smile like you're successful. Because guess what? You haven't had a job this whole time that you've been here. And now that I know that they've been married for three years, so you haven't had a job in three years, but you're highfalutin and you want to talk down to okay let me not get started well maybe i will get started a little bit i'm going to bring up some old old news but i think it's relevant in the whole scheme of things you guys so andre and elizabeth to an extent you guys want to stick your nose up to other cast members and talk shit especially about larissa and then you go ahead and do the same things that larissa does so you want to say larissa's this and that this and that and she's like you know, low class because she's doing this and she's doing that. And then you talk crazy about her on your tell-all about being on OnlyFans and then you quickly both join OnlyFans. And not only are you and Andrea on OnlyFans, but your sister Jen is on OnlyFans. Your sister Becky is on OnlyFans. Your sister-in-law Megan is on, like your whole family is on OnlyFans. And then now, Mr. Andre, who's the provider of the family when we first met him, who now has turned into a stay-at-home dad, which is an absolute job. Don't get me wrong. Being a stay-at-home parent is an absolute job. However, the way he came at us, it's surprising. It's just surprising. So he got his real estate license, and even that is in question because Becky says that she he cheated off of her, right? So he just copied her, which I don't find hard to believe. I believe that that is true. I believe that if she said that he cheated and copied off of her, that just kind of is in brand with what I've seen of Andre personally. So he gets his real estate license. He's never sold a house. I don't even think he's probably shown a house yet. He's just taking these pictures in front of his own house or in front of Becky's house with a pretend real estate sign. And now he wants to open his own business to flip houses and he thinks he's going to do great. He thinks that everyone's going to buy from him. 
and he thinks that he's just going to start his own business. Now, he doesn't want to work for Chuck, y'all, doesn't want to work for Chuck. He's just going to go directly and start his own business. He's just going to jump into the deep end, start his own business. He's going to flip houses. He sees that there's a lot of money to be made in Florida, and he wants it on the action. However, does he have a business plan? Nope. Has he ever been a real estate agent before? Nope. Has he ever sold a house before? Probably not. But he does have the book. He passed his real estate license. So his plan is that he is going to ask Chuck for a $100,000 loan. And he thinks he's going to get it. He thinks it's a brilliant plan. He thinks he's going to get a $100,000 loan from Chuck. And he's going to go ahead and just go ahead and buy a house. What did he say? He's going to get the hundred k flip it, make a profit, return Chuck's money, and then branch off and do his own thing. Just like that. Now... I don't even know, you guys, I just don't even know where to start. Crystal says, someone made Andre feel that he could get away with asking that kind of question. It's not all Andre. True. And Stevie says, Andre is hilarious asking Chuck for 100K like it's nothing. Glad he's back. LOL. Okay, so... Okay, here's my thing, you guys. Here's my thing, okay? We're all living through this pandemic, right? We're all living through the pandemic. We've all had to make some changes and life is not how it used to be, right? And I get that there are a ton of rich people out there and that, you know, they set their families up for success and all of that and, you know, the family business and all, I I get all of that and, you know, all the power to you. However, Andre being an immigrant and we seen his family and it doesn't seem like he comes from a lot of means, right? But for him to have not only the audacity, but the bravado to just expect because he married into a rich family that that money is now his is incredible to me, you guys. It's incredible to me that he says he doesn't want to work. He wants to be a stay-at-home dad, and then and his wife supports that. He says that he doesn't want to work for Chuck. The family supports that. And now, this season, he expects to not only make seven figures, but in order to make that seven figures, he's going to go to his father-in-law, who basically supported his whole life, right? supported Andre's whole life in America. Really, he has, right? Because Andre hasn't worked, and Elizabeth works for the family business. Hence, she works for Chuck. So, and we know that they've gotten loans before in the past. Chuck has paid for their weddings. Chuck has paid for, like, their whole, all, the whole Chuck. If it wasn't for Chuck, none of these people in the family would have any type of success as far as they're portraying it on TV. But, For Andre to actually believe that he could have a sit down with Chuck after 
Chuck has offered to hire him. He's like, I don't want to work for you. I don't want all this stuff to sit down and say, hey, you know what? I want to, I haven't worked since I got here. I haven't shown any initiative. And if you guys remember, he said he was going to be a truck driver at some point, but then he didn't want to put in the hours. Do you remember that? Because that happened. So instead he just stayed home and went to the gym and took care of their daughter. And then now he's back in the workforce, but he hasn't actually started a job. He just got his real estate license and he had the audacity to sit down with Chuck, look Chuck in his face and not even have like a proper plan on how to ask for the loan. He was just like, I want a hundred thousand. And when he literally said, are you going to give me the money or not? Y'all, I friggin' fell out. I fell out. I fell all the way out because are you, that's, that's your plan. You didn't even come up with like a, like I said, a business plan. You didn't come up with a game plan. You didn't say, Hey, this is, these are my prospects. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking at. I've researched this property and this property and this property. And I think that I could turn the, you, do you know what I mean? You no, I need a hundred thousand. Are you going to give me the money or not? I was, I was shook you guys. Because I just, I, there are people out there that are like that. They, they are entitled and they don't want to work for it. They want to hand it to them and they expect it. That's the part that's shocking to me. It's shocking. It's, it's absolutely, anyways. Enough about that. We find out that Andre and Charlie have not talked since the wedding um, because of Charlie saying, you know, don't come to America and try to live off my dad, which, you know, has happened. And don't ask him for shit, which, again, just happened this episode. So clearly, Andre is not heeding anything that Charlie said. So I'm not surprised they haven't talked. And fun fact, you guys, I made this post and it was really funny. And I should have taken a screenshot, but I made this post about Elizabeth and Andre and I called them the Pothest family. And Charlie commented, basically saying the pot test, question mark, question mark about Andre. So, you know, the hate was there, but it was a post and delete. He deleted it before I could take a screenshot. But I thought it was funny because, like, obviously that animosity is the real deal. But shh, don't tell anyone that I told you. All right. So moving on. Um... The loan. Chuck is pretending for the cameras. He's eventually giving him the money, even though he... You know what? I agree with you. Hey, Pat. Everyone, welcome, Pat. Pat, you're new. Hey, Pat. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, Chuck is pretending from, for the cameras. He's eventually giving him that money, even though he doesn't deserve it. I, I agree with you, Billy. I think that he's going to get the money because Chuck thinks that he's giving the money really to Elizabeth whatever okay so i also want to talk you guys about chuck i want to talk about chuck and i'm trying to like be like not judgy but chuck i need to know what's up with your hair there's like this weird haircut going on like 
it was like you intentionally shaved the sides, but like not the comb over. And I was just curious about what was happening with that. As well as, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I definitely noticed it was very distracting to me when he did his to camera work and he talked about um, Andre having the audacity to ask him for money. His nose hairs were like down here and it was very distracting. And I was just wondering like, if you guys noticed that as well and like why 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 didn't you trim your nose hairs i mean you're supposed to be and i know i'm whispering because i just i'm trying not to talk shit but like if you're this multi-millionaire super duper rich guy who's advising you on your hair and why did you not take a nose trimmer it was very distracting and you're on international TV, and that's going to be out there forever. And I'm just a little concerned for you. I'm wondering, like, why? What's happening? Like, the hair is in all the wrong places. Like, you just, you can't have nose hairs popping out because it looks like you have boogers popping out, popping out of your nose. It's very not attractive. And then the hair thing, like, you know, like, if you have all this money, and I, I've seen your Instagram I've seen you guys boating and vacationing. We've seen the clip where you're RVing across. Like, someone's going to need to tell you, like, just cut it all off. I'm trying to tell you that you will look way younger and, like, more put together if you just shave it all off. Like, the comb over never worked. It never works. It's not sexy and it never works. And if you want to keep the, hang the, the comb over, then at the very least, please. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> I'm not even going to go in the live chat. You guys all know that I'm speaking truth, and that's all I know how to do is speak truth. I'm not judging. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you what we're all, we've all thought. And I know you guys are all thinking it because I see it in the live chat. So you know, it would just be better. And you know what? They won't create memes about you. They won't troll you if you just like do a couple of different things. And it was just very distracting to me. That's all. I And, and I don't, I think it's Stevie, but it might be master. I think it's master of none that clown me on the notes that I write. Cause I write a lot of notes, but I did write like, What's up with the nose hairs? That was the note. What's up with the nose hairs? So back to the 100K. So Chuck is like super pissed. He's like, you have no experience. You have no idea how it works. You've never, um, I've never seen you be a hard worker. You have book knowledge, but you don't have valuable experience. So like, why would I give you 100K? But what I will offer you is you come work for me, you learn from me, and then we'll kind of revisit this and then down the road, I'll set you up. All that means, and like Belly said, all that means is like, hey, you come work with me. You guys are probably not going to get get along for like the first six months because you don't get along with Chuck, or excuse me, you don't get along with Chuck, you don't get along with Charlie, you have issues with Charlie, which means you're going to have issues with Megan, and then Jen doesn't get along with you, so it's going to be a hot mess. 
throw in Becky and now her husband Thomas is on the show. What was up with that, by the way? Like Thomas is seeing the 90 day fanhood and fame and is now like y'all. We've seen this family for years, and all of a sudden Thomas is on camera. Really, Thomas? It was just like the the mom's husband that who knew that there was another husband involved and that Chuck and her were divorced and like I don't need the extras. If you guys are gonna be in for five seconds to distract me just because you want some camera time, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. But whatever. Thomas, if you're gonna be a player now, welcome to the 90 day family. But like where where you been this whole time? Elizabeth and Andre are not brand new. I don't even remember seeing you at any of the weddings. I don't remember seeing Becky like take you to any of the parties, the birthdays, none of that. So I just feel like, like Drake says, no new friends. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Bring on the new friends. But I mean, do you know, you know what I mean? No new friends. All right. Let me move on real quick. Cause there's just been so much. I don't know how I get through all this in an hour. There's just too much to talk about. So Julia and Brandon, luckily, they didn't really talk about much. They're going to Vegas. Um, it's kind of like their honeymoon. They've both never been. Um, they talk about their backstory. And I don't know if I remembered that they met in South Korea and that he proposed after five months. I don't remember that. Uh, I just don't. I remember the friend introducing them and then they getting on a video chat and then Brandon thinks she was beautiful. I don't remember Brandon saying that he flew out to South Korea to see her, but whatever. I guess that's what happened. Brandon said he didn't need 90 days. Right, Stevie? Stevie said, I thought their her parents were still married until last season. Right, same. Then randomly there's this stepdad, just no new friends. Because what did he bring to the table, you guys? What did you learn from the stepdad? Yeah, okay, I'll wait. Crickets? Exactly. So, um, Brandon says he didn't need 90 days. He knew on day one. He feels lucky to have married her. And guess what? His pest control business that he's in, which I'm not even really clear what exactly he does, but apparently he has a new job, less hours, more money. And in between transitioning from one job to the other, he has some time off. So they've decided that they're going to go to Vegas. Of course, Betty and Ron feeding the animals had to make an appearance. Betty wants to make sure they don't get sucked into Vegas and the showgirls and that lifestyle. Um, and they go to Vegas. And they stayed at... Hands up. How many of you guys have been to Vegas? Because there's, you know, there's Old Town Vegas and then there's like the Vegas Strip. Anyways, they stayed at the Tuscany. And I don't know if any of you guys know about the Tuscany, but... Do any of you guys know about the Tuscany? That's all I'll say. I mean, we are in a pandemic, so that's probably part of it. Um, <laughs> so they're staying there. Julia's in love with Vegas already. Day one hasn't even been a full 24 hours. Uh, Brandon seems to like it as well. She has her own, own palm tree moment, which reminded me of Natalie and her tree moment, like the whole 
hugging the tree thing. She's hugging the palm tree. I'm not sure what the whole thing is, but, you know, it's a thing. And so Julius loved it, is in love with Vegas. She wants to move there. She wants to live there. And what's funny because Brandon shocked me because he's like, what if I told you that I had something lined up and that we're going to go look at a house tomorrow? And how, when he said that, I was like, oh, my, who is this? Who is this 28-year-old man? He lined something up on his own without his family? And, of course, he was just joking. He was lying, just joking to get to rile Julia up. And I was like, yeah, that makes more sense. That absolutely makes more sense because, you know, 28 years old, you didn't do all that. Not because he's 28, because 28 is closer to 30 than it is to 20. So you would think that he did it, but he didn't. Because, you know, his parents make all his decisions. However, he did, he caught me in that millisecond. Like, I believed him. So, Angelica, that was rude. And Crystal says, I knew he was lying. Um, I do believe him, though, you guys. I didn't think he was lying. I He caught me in that second. And then when he was like, you know, I'm just joking. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Um, but Julia wants to move to Vegas, which I thought was interesting because she hadn't even spent a night there. She had just landed there. But I get getting away from the farm that she supposedly hates so much, that seeing palm trees and nightlife and the lights, all that stuff, the glam, the glitz, would make her want to move to a big city. Um, so, you know, that's what she wants to do. But obviously, they're not going to move. And Brian says that, you know, they can't make the jump overnight and he would need to get new licensing and all of that stuff. And Julia really doesn't want to move now. And she says, you know, maybe she'll do it by herself. Betty calls, right? Betty calls. And you guys, I don't know how I feel about this, but Betty calls, said that Julia got a letter in the mail. Clearly, she opened that mail that was not addressed to her and said that Julia's green card and paperwork interview um, was scheduled and that she was, you know, she's about to get her green card and, and her work permit. And I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, Julia's 27 years old and Betty, you're opening her mail? Like, wait, what? However, Julia did flip it. She's like, well, if Brandon doesn't, want to move as soon as I get my green card and my work permit I'll move alone and you know what I believe her I believe her and I believe that Brandon will follow right absolutely after her I believe it I believe that whatever she wants to do Brandon will do as well and even Ron said that Ron said that Brandon has become submissive and is whipped whooped on Julia mind you he should be he should be. That's her, his wife. Happy wife, happy life. Hello. And like, I'm not sure if Ron is one to talk because I see how you act around Betty and, you know, you guys have been married for years. Mind you, this, you know, we know that we swing, but you seem pretty whipped yourself, Ron. So like father, like son, perhaps. Uh, Erica says it's illegal, literally illegal to open her mail. She did it. Erica, she did it because clearly she did it or how would she know it was in that letter, right? Uh, 
I mean, that's the conversation that we need to be having. And Crystal says, yeah, she might be the one to take the initiative to find an apartment this time around, since apparently he says he did that when she first got there. So yeah, that's all that happened with those two. Nothing much else happened. I do want to talk about Michael and Auntie Lydia. Um, Myra thinks it was editing and that we missed a part. Maybe. And Vanessa said she can make good money as a go-go dancer in Vegas. Absolutely. Like a lot of money. Good, good money. Good, good money. Like the seven figures that Andre is talking about with his non-existent experience. Julia has experience in dancing and she would make bank in Vegas. Anyhow, let's talk about Michael in Auntie Lydia real quick. Okay, you guys, I'm not really clear. And if someone, again, in the comments below, if you're, you're watching or listening to the repeat, I need someone to explain this to me. So the opening scene is Michael with a baby, right? And Michael makes this joke that the baby went poo-poo, and then he has to learn to change diapers because he's going to expect a baby. And I was like, uh, what? Isn't her name Auntie Lydia? Isn't that her name? That's what I wrote down. Is her name not Lydia? What's Michael's aunt's name? I could have sworn it was Lydia. Anyways, Auntie Lydia and Michael. So, you guys, here's here. Okay. I need to know why we're focused on having a baby still. Because we're not brand new to Michael and Angela. They're old school, okay? They're old school, old school. And we already know that Angela has no eggs. We already know that Angela just, just got gastric bypass. She's trying to get skinny. She's not trying to have a baby. We know that Skyla is not trying to have a baby or be a surrogate for her. And so I'm just like, why are we still on this story? Angela is 55. She's not trying to be a mom. She's got six grandbabies already. So where in the storyline is Angela all of a sudden going to change her mind and then have a baby with Michael? Like wh who, who, what, where, who, when, and how? Those are the questions. Because right now she's going through the process of a whole me mom makeover. So I'm just curious why we're going with this storyline where we're seeing Michael holding a baby, learning how to, to change a diaper. And you're 32 and you don't know how to change a diaper? Okay. And how Auntie Lydia is like, you know, it's easy to become a father. And, you know, Angela shouldn't be spending her money on weight loss surgery and, and trying to look beautiful and sexually. She should be trying to save her money up for a surrogate. And I was like, when did we ever you guys, what? What? Myra says, keep hope alive. And you know what, Myra? Bless your heart. I love I love how optimistic you are. I love it. Because maybe I've been watching this show too long. But I, Angela's not trying to have any type of baby, y'all. That's how I feel. She's not trying to have any type of baby anytime soon. And so I think that this why are we harping on the same issue that we've talked about for a bazillion times? 
How about let's talk about how we're going to get Michael to America. I would rather talk about that. Oh, am I freezing? Judy says I'm, I'm freezing. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys see me? Um, I'd rather talk about that than talking about this baby thing because we've talked about it too many. Like, unless you guys are actually going to do something about it, then I don't want to hear about it. Erica says, that is more of a fantasy than Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Six grandbabies plus no egg equals no baby. You have to have something to give the surrogate. And Stevie says, this storyline is going nowhere in terms of the relationship. It's all about her weight loss. She's got, she's not going to allow the surrogate to have his baby at all. Yeah, you guys, like, that's what I'm saying. We've already talked about this. We've talked about this for, like, three seasons already. Why are we having the same storyline? Like, let it be about the weight loss and let it be about getting Michael to America. Because anything else is just, like, we've been there, done that. And as a fan, I'm over it. Like, just, I'm over it. I'm over it. And so then what I thought was interesting, Michael tried to tell us that if Angela is not going to have a kid, then I will have to divorce her. Michael, stop playing. Can we just stop playing? Because... She told you from the very get-go. Like, she's, I literally remember this scene on the boat where she said, am I not enough for you? Because if I don't want to have a baby or can't have a baby, am I not enough? And then you distinctly said, no, you're enough. It's okay. So now you're, after you married her, you're now going to say that you might divorce her if she doesn't have a kid? Like, do... Do they forget that we've watched this since day one and the fans remember everything? And if we don't remember, the online sleuths remember? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Because, like, don't tell us stupid stuff. Don't tell us, and don't tell us stuff that's contradicting to what you just said seasons ago. If you want to say I changed my mind, that's one thing. But don't act brand new and be like, oh, I have to have a baby. I, I'm going to, like, stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So Auntie Lydia really thinks that Michael should just get divorced and marry, you know, a, a nice Nigerian woman and have babies. And I got to tell you, at this point, you all have been married for, what, three, seven months, but you've been together for like three, four, five years now. And you've never lived in the same place. I don't know. It might be time to rethink about your relationship. It might be time to think about, and you know, the divorce rumors out there. I don't know if you guys know, but Angela did a exclusive with ET Online, and she talked about how she thought of, she went to a divorce attorney and thought about getting a divorce. And, you know, the distance has been hard. COVID has been hard. Pandemic's been hard. All of it's been hard on the relationship. Um, but pre-COVID, y'all haven't lived together. So it might be something you want to think about. And I'm curious to see how the season plays out. Because either Michael comes to America or we're going to just watch Angela get beautified 
and Michael get mad about it. I don't see anything else happening because when Michael even said, what did he say? Something that was so ridiculous to me when he said, um, uh, kids, when they, oh, when can I be a father living apart? I don't think that can happen. No, Michael, not that you don't think it, it can't happen. <laughs> You cannot be in Nigeria and America and Angela be in America and you be a father unless she's like, I don't know, wiring you her eggs. Is she freezing that one egg that she doesn't have from the surrogate over to you? Like, like that's all I'm going to say about them. Yes, Erica, pure shenanigans and foolishness. And last, and certainly not least, and I have to tell you, despite what y'all say, Kalani and Azuelu entertain me a lot. And even Kalini, the sister, they all, they're entertaining to me. I think they make for good TV. But I have questions. I have a lot of questions. So uh, they open their scene with house hunting. So they want a new build. So they don't want an existing house. They want to build from the ground up. And uh, I thought it was interesting also to you guys because this is something that I've seen and heard that real estate agents are doing. So the owner suite, which used to be called the master bedroom, and if you guys know your history, you know how that is deeply offensive and stuck in the slave history of the United States of America and what that whole, whole means. So um, you know, as, you know, the world is opening their eyes, it's now called the owner suite. Anyways, I just thought that it was interesting that that was, that was said. So they open the owner suite. And of course, as Waylu is jumping on the bed of the model house with his two kids, Oliver and Kennedy. And, uh, you know, okay. That's, that's as Waylu and I'm here for it. Is it ridiculous? Yes, but I'm here for it. Um, they went through a little bit of their history, and if you watch the show, we already know this. We know their their history, and the part that was funny to me, you guys, was the whole pom pom, her big pom poms, and then as Waylu talking about his house in Samoa and how like they have outside toilets. I was like, um. Why are we talking about your house in Samoa since you've been living in the U.S. for the past few years? You live in a beautiful house in Utah. So, like, don't act like this is brand new to you and you don't know what a house in indoor plumbing is. Like, stop it. Just just stop it. Okay, like, I get you're playing up to camera, but, like, we all know that you live in the U.S. and you live in a house. So, I wasn't here for that. Uh, they talked about how they got married and they weren't sure if they were going to get married. But then she got pregnant again, so they figured they were going to get married. And that how this last year has been super difficult for them. And how his family just wants money, but her family, he's having problems, like, communicating and getting along with. And how basically, Colini's words their relationship was a shit show and you, you could just look at the tell their last tell all to see how broken their relationship was and how they almost didn't make it. But then they've decided to stay together 
for the sake of the kids. And then she said something interesting that I was like, hmm. She said that she would rather stay together in a relationship and try to work it out than to be divorced and work it out for the kids. What do you all think of that? Because, you know, you hear it on TV and stuff a lot where it's like, oh, we stayed together for the kids. We stayed together for the kids. I mean, do you believe that? Because I'll tell you this. I believe that they're... I've seen their Instagram. I've seen Colini, the sister, and his Waylu making fun videos and all of that stuff. I think that whole family gets along. I think that they're, they're playing up the negative. And don't get me wrong. I think they probably have issues, but they're playing that part up for camera. That's what I think. Um, but they're going to try to work out their relationship for the sake of the kids. They want to buy a house. They think that if they have a house in their own space, that they will be able to make their marriage work. The house that they're looking at is 362000 And if you think about the 100000 that Andre wants, put that all in perspective. Um, so the model house, they're looking for a house. Now, here's what I don't understand. Erica, Krista, excuse me, Erica, Crystal, Belly, if Rodella's still up in this live chat, I'm going to need one of you guys to explain this to me. And even um, Steve, and who's the other one that makes really funny jokes? I think it's Maria. I think that's her name. Anyways, I'm going to need one of you guys to answer this question. Because honestly, I don't know. And it's, it's a real question. So we know that Kalini is a stay-at-home mom. And we know that as Whaley used to sell... Uh, yogurt samples, but now he's a full-time rideshare driver, and he's saying that he's making a lot of money and he, they're doing better. There's four of them, so there's Oliver, Kennedy, Azuelu, and Kalini, and Azuelu is doing rideshare. Is he making that much money in the last year and a half doing rideshare to buy a house? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. They're not looking to rent. They're looking to buy. How, like, do you make that much money? I need, I, I need to know these things. Rodella says, nope. Right. Uh, how is this one ink? Uh, how is this one income family buying a house? For almost 400K, which she did say that they can't afford it, right? So they were looking for something cheaper. But, like, I don't know. I need, I need answers. That's all I would say. Belly says uh, they get paid for being on the show, so they may have the money. And Myra says he has a good credit rating. And Erica says, my vote is no, unless he's doing rides in California. And Raydella said, and that was my first question when I heard them talking about buying a house with what? Yeah, you know what, Vanessa, you, you could be right. They're making money with cameos and all of that stuff because there is a lot of money to be made in that. 
And Stevie says they make money on Cameo in the show. Okay, yeah. Well, I know how much the cast makes on the show, so it can't be the cast TLC money, but it definitely can be the money that they're making outside of that through endorsements and cameos and whatnot. So, okay, I'll give them that. I'll give I'll give you guys that. Uh, Kalini calls, the sister calls, and uh, she's, she's going to be leaving California. Uh, she lives in Orange County, by the way, and she's her lease is up, and she's going to come stay with them for a month or so. And hang, so the whole family is going to be living under one roof, which, you know, multi-generational families can be fun, especially in these these hard times. Um, but Kalini's worried because, you know, Kalini and Kalani and Azuelu all kind of don't get along. And Kalini, the sister, is not really a big fan of, of Azuelu and has never been a fan. So Kalini is worried and wants to tell Azuelu that her sister is about to be staying with them. And, you know, when they have the call and Kalini's like, you know, you guys are what? Buying a house? Like, why would you buy a house? Because, you know, I'm already planning your divorce party and it's crazy to buy a house because then y'all are stuck together. And what when you get divorced, then what? Then what happens? Uh, Crystal said, isn't their family in real estate? They got multiple homes, right? That is correct. That is correct. They are in real estate. And Vanessa says, they went to school near me. I actually know someone that went to school with them. And I talked about it on my news and gossip. I will not talk about it on this show. But if you are a subscriber, I've told you all about it. So, yes, they are OC people, true and true and true. And actually, I'll give you a fun fact. They have a brother. Did you know that there's a brother involved? But the brother has never been on the show. Doesn't want to be involved. But it's not just the sisters. There's a... There's a another child involved well grown-ass man at this point now um so yeah that was the show you guys that was the first episode of season six definitely make sure to let me know what you guys think in the comments below of this first episode i was like underwhelmed but i was still entertained because it was the same people that we know do you know what i mean it's like family and it's I did like the fact that I don't know if you guys have Discovery Plus and whether you have or you don't, but it's now on Discovery Plus. So if you have Discovery Plus and then TLC, you could probably have one or the other now because everything is migrating over to Discovery Plus. But also, if you're watching it on Discovery Plus, they're releasing the new episodes on Friday. So you don't have to wait till Sunday to watch it. Just throw another up there. Um... Thank you, guys. I've had fun. We went a little bit long, but there was just too much to talk about. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you're giving me thumbs up, thumbs up, and a heart, heart, heart. Uh, YouTube as well really helps me out. If you give me thumbs up, thumbs up, it helps me, helps me, helps me. Guys, tomorrow's show, same time, same place. We will be here live at 8 o'clock. Yes. Pillow Talk is back for Happily Ever After. And I'm here for it. And Crystal says, it was nice watching the show without commercials. And Judy says, I love your insight. Thanks, Judy. I definitely have a lot to say. And I appreciate you saying that. Till tomorrow, you guys. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you then. Bye for now.